Hello, my friends, and welcome to Rural Radio, Sirius XM Channel 147. You are listening to the Hot Rod Farmer, this guy from New Jersey, on Farm Machinery Digest Radio. And I want to thank you so much for spending the next half hour with me here in the farm shop over in New Jersey. You're all around North America, but I'm in New Jersey. And as you know, we meet here in the farm shop every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern with an encore Sunday at 6 p.m. of the same episode. And if you don't get a chance to listen, then you could always go to my website, farmmachinerydigest.com, and one week after the show airs, it is up as a podcast for eternity, and you could always go back and reference it. So I want to thank you for doing that, and then you could also listen um, in, off off of SiriusXM. So if you have a tractor that doesn't have SiriusXM, but you want to listen to the show, then you just go to my website. You'll be a week behind, but that's no problem. And I also want to thank Mr. Gary Rankin from Gardner, Kansas, and Mr. Tim Hunt from Newark, Newark, Ohio. I don't know if they pronounce it. We have a Newark and we have a town in New Jersey that I'm sure everyone is aware of. It's a big city called Newark. And there's a new arc spelt the same way in Delaware. And I didn't know that there's a Newark in Ohio. In Delaware, they pronounce it new arc. So I don't know if they pronounce it Newark or new arc in Ohio. But Mr. Hunt and Mr. Rankin, thank you so much for giving me a pin in my map. And for that puts you as in the drawing for a hot rod farmer license plate. So if you're interested in getting in that drawing, all you need to do is go to my website, farmmachinerydigest.com, which these two gentlemen did, fill out the form and click send or whatever, whatever is there, whatever instructions are there. I should know, right? And uh, I will get that in your name when you get a pin in the map and uh, you will get into that drawing. And we have two winners this week. We have two winners every week of Hot Rod Farmer license plates and they're American-made uh, license plates embossed first class operation not because it's mine but they're made down in georgia and they did a beautiful job on them and it is our two winners this week are mr derek schmucker from hutchinson kansas and mr john tyznick t-y-z-n-i-k in case i'm pronouncing it wrong from holy oak colorado so congratulations, congratulations, Mr. Schmucker and Mr. Tyznick. And I need for you to please reach out to me at Hot Rod Farmer at FarmMachineryDigest.com and let me know where uh, you want me to mail those those license plates to you, the Hot Rod Farmer license plates. So thank you so much, and I'm looking forward to hearing from you. And on today's episode, what we're going to do is discuss the 2022 Ford Maverick compact pickup truck and you know it's uh I was really excited about getting I was able to spend the last two weeks a uh, week of each in the two different Mavericks one a hybrid and one a EcoBoost engine and I came away with some really surprising data <clears throat> and some information I want to share with you and uh I think that you'll find it uh quite eye-opening because i know i did but we'll need to go to a short break and then we're going to get into the maverick and never forget agriculture runs on machinery but profits on reliability Agri 
agriculture is constantly changing, so it's great to have a station to turn to each day to keep up on the latest in farming and ranching. Sirius XM's Rural Radio. Each weekday on Ag PhD Radio, we discuss what you need to know to make your crops healthy and profitable. Your money. The Market Day Report. Five hours of news that matters to rural America. The lifeblood of information for farmers and ranchers. Sirius XM's Rural Radio. The agribusiness and western lifestyle channel. Sirius XM 147 and on the SXM app. The voice of agriculture. Kansas Farm Bureau. USDA's annual cattle inventory report estimated overall January 1 numbers down 1.89 million head, or 2%. And last year's calf crop was down 1.2%. But Farm Bureau economist Barrett Nelson says feedlot placements are nearly steady. The combination between the annual inventory and the cattle on feed report have brought up the question, if inventory and the calf crop for 2021 are down, then why are placements continuing to rise? Nelson says it's largely because of ongoing drought in some areas. Now, when drought conditions occur, there is a tendency to pull grazing animals off of forage early and place them into feedlots. Learn more on the Market Intel page at fb.org and listen again here for more from the Voice of Agriculture. Kansas Farm Bureau. Hitting the road and kicking off summer, we share stories from our first summer travels. Rodeo action to adventures in the mountains with the ranch horses. We have backyard kid-friendly gardening, Father's Day gift ideas for those hard to shop for, plus have outdoor news. This is Beck with the Bend. Join me as we go through those stories and more this Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, right here, Rural Radio Channel 147 on Sirius XM. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. And today is going to be a road test show, and I'm going to be road testing or telling you about it. I already road tested two 2022 Ford Mavericks. Now, at first blush, you may think that, well, why would I be interested in a smaller pickup truck like that for my operation? So hopefully by the end of this show, you will see the value in it. But most importantly, the purpose of these road tests are to take a vehicle and put it through its paces as someone who would be on the farm or ranch or lives in rural America or rural Canada. The needs of a person living in those environments is completely different than what the magazines, the traditional magazines, the car magazines do when they road test a vehicle. So when you live on a farm, you live in a ranch, you live in rural America, you're interested in ground clearance. You're interested in, in how you could load this vehicle. Can it carry a load? You're interested in in, in the, the potency, the effectiveness of the headlights, whereas you're not interested in how it goes around a racetrack. So that is what I cover on this ep- on these episodes. And over the years, I've done a, a number of them. I pick up trucks, I small SUVs, small SUVs, and even a C8 Corvette last year, or about a year and a half ago, and ended up having three farmers that I know of buy it because of that. Of course, they were interested whether they could really, that car could con- perform properly in a rural environment. So now, <clears throat> what, excuse me, what I'm going to ask you to do is to think out of the box. Because at first blush, if you're a pickup truck person, you would look at the Maverick and poo-poo it. Because it's unibody construction instead of body on frame. 
it's what's considered a compact pickup truck so it's not like a, a, a f-150 or even a ranger or a colorado it's smaller than that it is four cylinder and the base model comes as a hybrid so the, the base drivetrain is a hybrid so like i say if you were to first look at it you say ah, i'm not interested in that hot rod that's not going to cut the mustard and that's why i did this episode so i spent the past two weeks in two different maverick models a base model and a high-end model so the the ability for each one to do work is no different but the base model believe it or not had the echo boost optional engine which is a four cylinder two liter eco boost 250 horsepower and then the the high-end model actually had the standard drivetrain which was a hybrid it's a four cylinder atkinson cycle engine which is different than a traditional auto cycle engine you can't tell by looking at it but it's the cam profile the cam design is different for the intake lobe it leaves the an atkinson cycle engine leaves the intake valve open longer to minimize the pumping losses inside the engine but we're not going to go to we'll talk about a farm truck not talk about engineering here <clears throat> now the maverick starts at $19,995. It's one of the cheapest vehicles out there. And it comes only as a four-door, and it has just about shy of a five-foot bed. That's so you could you could carry, you know, a skin in there, you could carry a tote in there. But the most important thing that I want you to recognize is that is the Maverick a better choice for your family or your farm or ranch operation, your agriculture op? Maybe you're an... <clears throat> maybe you're an agronomist maybe you're a consultant who knows right then it then the traditional vehicle that you would gravitate to which most likely would be a four-door f f-150 silverado ram gmc what have you right so at this particular point you might be saying yourself well this truck is too small for me but what i want to emphasize is that the maverick only comes as a four-door as i said but its utility and that's what we really have to look at its utility is equal to what and i'll compare it to an f-150 since they're both ford products if you were to look at the maverick holds five people and most F-150s, the configuration would be with four doors would be to hold five people also, two in the front and three in the back. The, the Maverick has the ability to carry 1,500 pounds in the bed, and it has the ability to tow 2,000 pounds, and if optioned correctly, to, to tow 4,000 pounds. So now if you were to truly look at it, a four-door f-150 or any half-ton pickup truck is that it does not have more it may it'll have more towing ability but it really doesn't it doesn't have that much more rated load capacity yes can it carry more than a maverick most definitely but what i'm going to ask you to do is to be a business person and to think out of the box and to say to yourself well you know, if you want to tow a fifth wheel trailer, then this truck is not for you. If you want to, you want to tow a gooseneck trailer, it's not for you. If you want to put 4,000 pounds of fertilizer in the back, this truck is not for you. But as I was saying a minute ago, most people who buy a four-door short bed half-ton pickup truck do not use it 
to anywhere near its potential. So in essence, what you're doing is buying more vehicle than you could really use or you are going to use. You're paying more for it and your operating costs are more. So keep that in the back of the mind as they move forward. The benefit of the Maverick is its low entry level price of $19,995 for an XL. The fuel, the fuel economy was unbelievable. I have my numbers written here. Now each, now the, I have two, two different test routes that I go on, Farm Machinery Digest radio test routes. One is a local route of about 42 miles, and that is about 10, about 20 miles on Interstate 80, and then about 22 miles on rural secondary roads. And then I have a strictly highway test route, which is about 135 miles each way, and that's out I-80 into Pennsylvania. And then I turn around and I come back, and that's my official highway test route, about 270 miles. And then I use the vehicle just normally for the week that I have it. And uh, the way it's set up is that the press fleet vehicles, the media fleet vehicles you get for a week. So the first truck I had was a Maverick Lariat luxury package, high-end, all the bells and whistles, leather upholstery, what have you, but has nothing to do with this, all right? And I drove that truck a total of 490.3 miles, and that's a hybrid. And during that 490.3 miles, it ran on a, on electric power alone, 167.2 miles out of 490, and delivered an astounding 48.8 mile per gallon average for 490.3 miles. So that was going to town, going on a test routes, going to the bank, doing whatever needed to be done here in normal life. Now, on my official 42-mile test route that I go on, the Maverick Hybrid, now that's front-wheel drive, it's not all-wheel drive, it's front-wheel drive, with the Hybrid, you can only get front-wheel drive, delivered between, I, I go on this route every day, so I go on it six times, and I record my lowest and my highest, and then I could give you a range. Delivered between 52.1 miles per gallon, to 54.9 miles per gallon. So let's hit it in the middle, 53 miles per gallon on my local rural test route. Now I do wanna say to you is that I drive the speed limit. I'm not going 90 or 100 miles an hour. And also uh, the, the highest speed limit on those roads is 65 miles per hour in New Jersey, uh, we don't have anything higher than that. So if you're out someplace where you're running 75, 80 miles an hour, 80 miles an hour, you're going to get a less mileage than you would here. All right. So I am going to state that as you know right up front. But 53 miles per gallon average. Then on my 275 mile strictly highway route, the Maverick delivered 47.4 miles per gallon. So this is extremely economical vehicle, right? It's, it's, it's fantastic as far as that's concerned. The ride comfort, the quietness inside, the roominess inside, I will tell you that I feel that there's just a, as much of useful <clears throat> interior space in this Maverick as in a four-door F-150. All right, the the back doors may be a slightly bigger to get in and out on an F one hundred and fifty, but marginally, 
and there's just as much interior space, or if it is, it's it's so so much less that that it's not going to make any difference. So I'm saying to you now, if you look at the what you you're going to use this if this is for your family, for your wife to take the kids to school to use for the farm, say I got to go pick up some something in town, I got to do this, I got to go to a meeting, we're going to go see, we're going to go to visit relatives, what have you, that this truck, the Maverick, is giving you the hybrid so let's say near 50 miles per gallon let's say 40 miles per gallon because you're running 80 90 miles an hour and it is doing exactly what the truck would a larger truck would do at 50 percent of the cost and that's really what this is all about it's about getting your cost down and not having not buying too much vehicle for what you are using it for so that is the hybrid then they pick ford picked that up and they brought me the echo boost xl the base version the vinyl seats what have you the base version xl but the option that it did have was the two liter eco boost engine this one was front wheel drive also if you want all wheel drive you have to go with the eco boost engine which is a thousand dollar option so this truck stick it for about $22,000 versus $38,000 for the loaded one with the leather upholstery, what have you. Now, the truck on the XL, the EcoBoost truck, I drove that for a week, 615 miles, went on the same test routes. And for the 615 miles, no hybrid, no anything, I averaged 34.8 miles per gallon. And that's very important with the price of fuel today. And I don't think fuel is going to, I hopefully, God willing, it comes down, but I don't think it's going to come down that much. And then <clears throat> on the highway run, I it returned 38.0 miles per gallon. And then on the local route, the 42-mile route for the six different trips averaged out to 37.2. And so it's about between 10 and 15 miles per gallon less, depending upon the use, than the hybrid. But this has, it's strictly gasoline. It's not hybrid electric. and has a 4,000-pound towing capacity versus 2,000 pounds with the hybrid. Now, I want to emphasize you know, I'm, <clears throat> I'm emphasizing fuel economy here. But that's one aspect of a truck, because you don't want to go broke driving it. But as I said, you have to look at how you use this truck. Now, Ford rates this truck for 1,500-pound payload in the bed. So what I did is I put one of my IBC totes in a 275-gallon tote, did the math at approximately 8 pounds of water per, per, ga- per gallon, the tote I know weighs about 120, 125 pounds empty, according to the manufacturer. And I put 1,700 pounds in the back of this Maverick, which is 200 pounds more than Ford rates it for, which I knew would have been fine. And I did this on the EcoBoost version, and I didn't do it on the hybrid because the suspensions are the same. It made no difference. The hybrid came, because it was a loaded one, came with a, with a hard tono cover on, and Ford asked me not to take it off. They said the next truck we'll give you will be the XL. I'll have an open bed, and the suspension is the same. So with that, I put 1,700 pounds in this truck, and this little truck took the 1,700 pounds as if it were nothing. 
It dro- I went on the test route, the, the the rural test route, not on the highway one, the 42-mile test route, and with 1,700 pounds in it, it delivered 34.2 miles per gallon. The brakes were fantastic. I mean, you're not going to drive it like a maniac, right? I was able to go down the highway 65 miles per hour. I was able to accelerate. I was able to get off the exit ramps with no trouble. The truck was extremely stable, and this was with with about 192 gallons of water sloshing around in a <clears throat> in a 275 gallon tote so if you were carrying a pallet of seeds you wouldn't have that sloshing effect the truck was unbelievable and i measured the ride height prior to the load going on it and then after putting the load on all right and the the vehicle only settled down two and a quarter inches over the rear tires with two with 1700 pounds in the back so the, the point that i'm driving home here is this truck can work and if you are looking for an extra vehicle for the farm an extra vehicle for the family do not think because it's a little four-cylinder unibody maverick that it cannot work it's hard out on the farm this thing actually laughed at the 1700 pounds it was un it was unbelievable so what we're going to do is going to go to the break now and then i'm going to i'm going to give you an overview of what i felt about the maverick what i liked and what i did not like and i wanted to emphasize the fuel economy i want to emphasize the load that it could carry in its bed because that's what you're buying a truck for you want to be able to go to town and pick up seed and bring it to and bring it to the planter in the field you need to have that ability for it to be a true truck and then you want to be able to go to church with your family on sunday and let me tell you one thing this little ford maverick is unbelievable and could do that plus 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 This is Marty Stewart. Join me as I travel coast to coast, city to city, exploring America through his sounds and stories on Marty Stewart's America Odyssey. Then stick around for the Marty Stewart Show, bringing the brightest stars and the best music straight into your home with the help of my fabulous superlatives. It all starts Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, right here on Rural Radio. It's back. 100 rodeos in 100 days. The excitement starts with the first round from the Reno Rodeo and doesn't end until the last day, hour, and minute of the Pro Rodeo regular season in late September. It includes rodeos like the Reno Rodeo, Calgary Stampede, Cheyenne Frontier Days, the California Rodeo, the Ellensburg Rodeo, the NFR Playoff in Puyallup, Washington, and so many more. It's 100 rodeos in 100 days, only on the Cowboy Channel, the official home of Pro Rodeo. Hail is ruthless. It doesn't consider that leveling just one acre could cost you hundreds of dollars. But you have a defense. The Hail Hotline from FBN Crop Insurance. A quick call can insure you within two hours. Call 866-824-4018. That's 866-824-4018. FBN Crop Insurance Services are offered by FBN Insurance LLC, an equal opportunity provider and only available where licensed. Visit fbn.com insurance for more information. 
RFD-TV presents the ag industry news you care about. Well, avian influenza is taking its toll on U.S. turkey production. Forecast for farmers and ranchers. East Coast looks good. Lots of juice getting loose there, and they've been getting very dry, Georgia, through the Carolina and Southern Virginia. The West, though, looking kind of tough. When the markets move, we're there with expert analysis of the numbers. Does this mean we're in for a, a little bit longer-term slide here in the wheat market with harvest? News that matters to you right here on RFD-TV. Welcome back to the show. And a couple of things about the Maverick. All right. Uh, Very, very impressed with it. Ride quality, excellent. Build quality, excellent. Disappointed that it's assembled in Mexico. That's my own politics. If it doesn't bother you, God bless you. All right. Uh, Hopefully they're going to start to build some in the United States because they can't build them fast enough, United States or Canada. Now, headlights, excellent. Excellent. the, the loading height at of the tailgate is excellent, very, very low. That's important to me because I farm by myself. So on a regular pickup truck today, I cannot get an IBC, empty IBC towed in by myself. In my old Ford Ranger, I can. In the Maverick, I can. I lift it up, put it in a tailgate, and pick up the back and slide it in. The Maverick is built, even the hybrid one, the drivetrain, is built to be, as Ford engineers say, Ford Tough. This is not a Prius hybrid, that this is meant to tow a trailer to work on the farm. Full torque on the hybrid is available in reverse. So if you have 1,700 pounds in there and you need to back up a hill in hybrid mode, which will do it by itself, it has the torque to do it. Also, interestingly enough, the tie downs that are in the bed are have to pass the same test as a super duty does. It's the same tie downs and the same moorings. So this is not a Mickey Mouse little truck. What I a couple of things I did not like about it has nothing to do with the engineering. It has to do with uh the options the way they load it up is that now having a show on sirius xm if you want sirius currently for 2022 and hopefully ford changes that if you want to get a factory sirius xm radio in there you have to go from the xl all the way up to the lariat and then you have to buy the lariat luxury package and believe it or not that's going to cost you ten thousand two hundred sixty five dollars over the base truck and yeah you're getting a lot of other stuff but i'm not going to deny leather upholstery heated steering wheel all this other garbage but to me as a farmer as a person with a show on rural radio is that i would i want the xl i don't want the leather upholstery i don't want the heated steering wheel i don't want all this other other malarkey that they come with it that you i think ford made a big mistake by not having that truck allowing you to get these the the satellite radio as an option in the lower end and even in the top end you have to buy this 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 luxury package so the price differential between the xl and the larry and the larry is five thousand eight hundred sixty five dollars and then the uh the luxury package is another four thousand four hundred dollars the other thing that i didn't particularly care about it was that the fuel door it's one of those press to release and when you're loading in the bed and doing stuff you press it your body goes up against it and the fuel door releases and then you have to close it i mean it's not the end of the world but i would would like a traditional just uh a solid closing fuel door but other than that this maverick is an un un unbelievable 
vehicle and it's something that you should consider for your farm. So I want to thank you so much for tuning in and I want you to know that the Hot Rod Farmer is pulling for you, the American farmer and rancher and my beloved, beloved America. You have a blessed day and thank you so much and please check out that Maverick. Bye-bye. Welcome to Bushels and Cents from Farm Machinery Digest Radio, heard exclusively on Sirius XM Channel 147 Rural Radio. I am your host, Ray Bohax, the hot rod farmer from New Jersey. And never forget, it is not what you make, but what you keep that counts. In years past, both vehicles and farm equipment employed a heater control valve. This device would either allow, block, or regulate the amount of engine coolant that would go to the heater core. When in-vehicle controls were at full hot, maximum coolant flow to the heater core would be allowed. Conversely, when in the cold position, the flow would be blocked. Over the past 30 years, the heater control valve was replaced by a series of doors under the dashboard to redirect the airflow. If the AC does not blow cold or the heater hot before you condemn the system, a door may be stuck. Agriculture runs on machinery, profits on reliability. Visit FarmMachineryDigest.com where steel and soil meet. 100 rodeos in 100 days completely changed the name of the game in professional rodeo. For the first time in history, fans from all over the world were able to watch their favorite contestants, guys like Stetson Wright, Sage Kinsey, Haley Kinzel, the best contestants in the world, compete at the biggest rodeos in the world. Cowboy Channel launched something called 100 Rodeos in 100 Days. And the entire summer was filled with some of the greatest events in all of the world of Western sports. It caught on. You see people going to rodeos even now. We're in 100 Rodeos in 100 Days t-shirts. It was really just such a cool concept and I think brought a lot of awareness to a lot of rodeos that you might have missed before. You might have never heard about, but they were on 100 Rodeos in 100 Days, so you were hearing about it. And I think that's just so important for the world of rodeo. And to be able to see the openings with prayer and patriotism and then incredible rodeo action and the Western way of life, I think meant more to people than we'll ever know. And backed by popular demand, we will have 100 rodeos in 100 days this year too.